no, stop, stop, stop where you're at. I know. Don't adjust your dial because that was the beautiful sound of Gil Guitar. Shout out to Gil with that intro, of course, because we love him so much and we love what he does for us. Oh, welcome to Growing Up With Movies. This is Screening 8, and my name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh, so smooth, and I got my co-host with me. Alex A. Town Ryan, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, baby, yeah. Yes, we are back, and we have a goodie for you tonight, or today, I guess we'll say today. Today. Whenever they're listening. Yeah, whenever you're listening. Today, (laughs) tonight, maybe even the next day if you want to listen to us twice. It's going to be that good. It's going to be that fun. I'm not going to tell you what movie that we're doing, because you already freaking know. Well, Mr. A. Town, as you know, it's time to get into some nitty gritty. What you watching? Ah, yes, yes. Well, for this week, what I'm watching is um. Now this is a new show. It's a well, yeah, it's a new show on Netflix. It just came out. It's called The Queen's Gambit. Now, like, funny enough, when I saw like the outside, I thought it was like a British show. It's first of all, it's about chess. So I thought it was like a <laughs> really? really, but but I will say like for it's not a, it's not even in England, but it, the most of the, all the actors are British as usual. But they all play like Southerners and like. It's a very Americanized show, but it, basically it's about chess. But this show is amazing. Um, the main character, she's been in a lot of stuff. I, I like you, like she's one of those actresses you see her and you're like, I've seen her somewhere, and like you just you just look at her and you know where she's come from. But basically, it stars Anna, Anya Taylor Joy and Thomas Brody Sangster. Thomas Brody Sangster, you'll recognize because he's all, he always played that like young British kid in almost remember Love Actually. Yep. The, the the Liam Neeson's son. Okay. That's him. And he was also oh. Ferb and Phineas and Ferb. So he's been around for it. But they both play like chess players. And one thing this show does is that it makes me really upset that I never learned chess as a child. Oh, man. I used to play chess in elementary school. So you know the basics. So this yeah. is like, so this show is amazing. Because first of all, chess, you know, is on some next level shit. Like, yes. When, when you know, you know. Here's the thing. I don't know, but this show makes me want to know so badly because when they like, it's about her. Like she starts as a young age. First of all, her life is fucked up from the from the beginning. Like her mother had bipolar disorder or some sort of disorder. They don't really say it's bipolar disorder, but they you know what it is because she's like she was a doctor, had a PhD, and she got into a car accident. So she gets put into a home for little girls. Okay. And so in the home, like she gets addicted to tranquilizers. Oh wow. And lots and like like because that's what they give the little girls back in. It takes place back in the fifties, but by the way, the beginning of it. So you know, like it's funny because I work with special needs kids and like the, so I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, this is what they used to do to them before we created the systems that we have in place today. Mm-hmm. So it's just a home with little girls and like she. So she meets like the janitor, the custodian that lives downstairs, and she begins to play chess with him. And because of the way her mind is. Like she's kind of like a genius, okay. And so, and every time she takes tranquilizers, it takes her mind to a different spot Whoa. where she can see chess differently. Oh, so so it shows her like from the child version, and then they show her grow up, and she just becomes an expert. I'm talking killing everybody at chess. Bobby Fisher and Bobby Fisher of chess, Bobby but Fisher. she isn't she isn't too slow. She's norm, She's a normal girl, but when it comes to chess and ter- certain things, she has like a little bit of social. The best I can say, she probably has slight Aspergers. Okay. That's that's the best, but she's very like she's very smart. She 
she deals with life. She's not being like, and then she gets like adopted later on, and they show her dealing with her and her adopted mother, mother and like their relationship. But the whole time, the way they attack like the chess, it's almost like the writing makes it like where you're on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. because like as she plays. She always talking about after the after the get after the matches of the things she should have done or what the opponent does, and they're like, oh, they use this gambit or this technique and the Fibonacci. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but it's very well done. Again, you play chess, so you may yeah. understand way more than I did. Okay, but it's so entertaining to watch. Oh, it's so good. It does sound pretty interesting. I do remember playing chess, and I was actually pretty decent at it too. Um, it's not an easy game to play, and it's not the easiest game to learn because I gave up. Yeah, there's so much going on, and it's not only you have to pay attention to yourself; you have to pay attention to your opponent, and you gotta always predict the next move, not what's happening now, and sometimes that, not even that, just the next move. Two moves down, you gotta that, think that where is they're the going. Show. That is the show exactly because she's always. It's always saying what the person's going to do, what you should have done. Oh, you should quit now. She's like, why? I couldn't know because it's good sportsmanship. And like they, when they say they break down the game of chess, but it's not boring because you're watching the moment, the way they film it, the way they're writing. Like, I want to, I'm like, I wish I knew what you were talking about. But the way you're writing it, I can get the emotions of what you're trying to portray by doing it. Right. That does sound pretty interesting. I think I might have to check that out myself. Yeah, it's a, and it's a TV, it's a limited series. Okay. Uh, so it's about six episodes. It's not even a lot of episodes. About six or eight episodes. Oh, okay. So and they don't know if they're bringing back. I'm not done. I'm only on episode five. But from what I've what I've been watching, yeah. holy shit! <laughs> oh wow! I want to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I teach my kids. I gotta tell you, uh, uh, there is one thing that I have been watching very quickly because uh, you mentioned it. Love uh, Lovecraft Country. Come. And I've been watching it, and I got to tell you, man, I think it's I think it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I still got a long way to go myself with it, um, but it's really good. And I got to tell you, if there was no monsters involved in it, I still think it would be a really good show. Exactly. Like it's, just like yeah. horror elements of just like what, what episode are you on? Because uh, so I, I know uh, three. Three. That is when she when she got the house. Yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. That shit. <laughs> it's good. Like it's it's the mind boggling, but it, it it takes that fantasy you know element to it of like the horror fantasy thing. But in the long run, you're just kind of watching it and like you know as I'm watching it, especially because in the beginning it takes a while before <clears throat> it gets into the horrorness. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I'm waiting for the horror, but it's not. I don't need to see it right now because I'm enjoying what I'm watching. Yes. So I really and the acting is fantastic. Oh, it just gets better. It oh, I can gets- imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can definitely imagine. But as you know, every time, every time we keep keep asking, Mr. I don't keep asking what we're watching, and it just gives me that feeling. I always feel like somebody's watching me, and I have no privacy. Whoa, whoa. Yep, never ever had any damn privacy. And the damn people of this damn world. But I guess we do have a few things looking up for us in this whole entire country, as we know. We're not going to talk about it, but you guys know the deal. Yes. Well, in that case, you know what time it is? It's time for that good old-fashioned limited collection. Limited collection. Limited collection. Limited collection. 
That's right. That wasn't you me added doing it. it. <laughs> I finally added it. It took me two days to do it, by the way, because I always keep forgetting. But Mr. A-Town, I got to tell you what I added to my limited collection. I have the Back to the Future Trilogy 35th Anniversary Edition, and it comes with a limited edition gift as well. It's the hoverboard. Uh, oh, okay. I don't... It's a little really? miniature hoverboard, and it comes in a glass case. Oh, I thought you could play with it. No, I can if I want to, technically. Oh, I could technically yeah. take it out, but I'm not going to do that because I don't do that with my limited collections. I don't take out those movies. Oh, by the way, if you, Mr. Aitan, if you remember when I mentioned um, when we did, um, I think when we were talking uh, Predator, maybe last week, I don't know if I mentioned, or maybe yeah. the week before, when I said that I was waiting for that Jurassic Park to come, my, my 25th yeah, anniversary. Well, it came. <laughs> I have it, and it'll be on our next episode. I'll bring it so I could show you and show you how cool it was. But it took forever to freaking come. But this one, Back to the Future, all three movies in here, okay? And this is something you can't open this. I'm sorry. You can't do it. It has that limited gift set with it. It has the hoverboard with it. It's in a glass case. You can't open the glass case, but there's no reason to open it because look at it. It's so dope. You know, it's so nice, and I'm such a huge fan of Back to the Future 1 and 2. 3 is okay, but... You know, I I think this is again something perfect because I do have also the thirtieth anniversary. My my dumbass opened that though. <laughs> well, that's the one you watch. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one that I would actually pop in and actually watch it, even though I don't have yeah. to do that no more because it's on Netflix. Yes, all three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, all is, three is actually on Netflix. But yeah, that's what I'm adding to my limited collection, and there are some great ones I know coming out soon. I've seen it because Best Buy always has their great exclusives. So who knows what's coming next into that limited collection? Well, when it comes to limited things, when it comes to things you want to hold on to, you can't. You have to put it away because it's about that time. I got to wake up every morning and the bus is waiting for me because it's time. I hit the wrong button. (laughs) (laughs) And what's fucked up is I knew what button I wanted to hit. So I'm going to try that one more time. It's time. Christian, do you have your book bag on you? Do you have your pencils? Because it's time. Okay, children, let's take our seat. Mr. A-Towns. Read a movie. Read a movie. Well, today's a very special edition of Mr. A-Towns Read a Movie because I'm calling in a substitute. Because the book I'm reading right now is a book I've read before because I'm preparing for another book. So I'm currently rereading Ready Player One. Okay. To, to get myself geared up, ready for Ready Player Two, which comes out in about, well, when by the time this airs, I think it might be out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then this week. Next, yeah, no, okay, no, it'll be actually aired the next week. Okay. The following week is when it comes out. So I'm gearing up for that. So I'm rereading Ready Player One to, I tr- I'm trying to purge the movie out my head. So I'm trying to get back to like where, where I'm coming from, from the literary sense. So I'm calling in a substitute. Uh-oh. Mr. Tommy James, oh, welcome me. to the class. Oh, uh, thank you, Mr. A-Town. Very happy to hey, be here. Kids, kids, listen to this man. Shh. He knows what he's talking about. Shh. Shh. Okay. There is a couple of books that I've read that are actual movies. I will mention this. I am currently reading Unwind. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. I'm getting very much into it. I'm like chapter 20. Um, you know, I'm, very, I'm a very slow reader. Yeah, um, that's cool. I didn't realize there was like 60-something chapters, but it's so <laughs> enjoyable that I keep getting into it. 
Um, but that's not what I'm going to talk to you about because you've already discussed Unwind. We'll get there at another time. We can both talk about it. Maybe when the movie or TV show comes out. Books. We get to books. Yes, we could do that as well. But I'm going to talk to you about one of my all-time favorite movies, Jaws. Because Jaws, Jaws is from a book. Yes. It's from a book. It's nothing like the movie, though. This movie... I keep saying I'm so used to calling it a movie. I'm literally wearing the shirt, too. <laughs> this book is so dramatic that it just, you, you watch the movie, then you read the book or vice versa, and you're completely lost. Like, wait, wait where am I going with this? I'm not sure how where this is going to, because it focuses more on the people than it does the shark. The shark okay. is a secondary character in the book. And if you really think about it, it also is a secondary character in the movie. Yeah, You know, they don't focus too much on the shark. They still have the stories. But there's more focus in the movie than there is in the book. The shark's just kind of there. It's like, oh, we're going through our everyday life. You know, his wife is cheating on him um, with Hooper, by the way. Because Hooper, the way they describe Hooper, it's definitely not Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> it, it's like that's usually how it goes. But yeah, yeah, but this he's supposed to be Australian. It's it's Chris Hemsworth. Ah, this man created okay. Chris Hemsworth before Chris Hemsworth was born. Like you're talking, <laughs> he has the the blonde hair, the blue eyes. Like he's muscular. He's you know he's, he's young guy. So I'm as a, as reading it, you're like, this is Chris Hemsworth. This, this is definitely Chris Hemsworth. Um, and she cheats on him. So now they're focusing there. The um, Quint is a, is not as crazy as he is in the movie. He's more laid back. His death scene is definitely not like in the movie. Yeah. He actually just kind of drowns. Oh, shit. Which you're like, no. Like, thank God Steven Spielberg changed that that part. <laughs> because that ending is, you know, it's iconic. The way he does screams and the way the shark pulls him down. Like, no, yeah. he just kind of gets his foot hooked up on some rope and goes in the water and drowns, which is disappointing. But, you know, there's, that's why there's difference between books and movies. This book, though, it's if you're a Jaws fan, you should definitely read it. I think you would enjoy it. Um, but you can't go in there expecting the movie. Well, obviously, yeah. You know, and but, but that's what I did when I when I was actually reading it, because I'm thinking like, well, it's it's gonna be just like the movie. Not completely nope. like it, but you know, some similar enough. And no. The 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 author, uh, Peter Bentley, was yeah. actually pissed off at the Jaws movie because he was like, It's nothing like the book. <laughs> Just and the that, characters. That's usually the issue. Like, like that's why. I, so I'm sort of having that thing. Like I tell you, with right player one, is that with books, as you're seeing, you have time to go into d- things, mm-hmm. delve into things. You don't have to worry about the visual. You can paint the visual. With movies, it's all the visual. Right. It's all what you can see. They don't. They don't have time to ex- do exposition because then they complain about that in movies. Oh, you're t- spending too much time talking and not doing. And yep. as you can see, that's the issue. With the book movie adaptation world, the problem is you're a movie guy. You were the movie guy first, yeah, before you became the book guy. So Correct. you went in there, you had to basically you would have to throw away all your notions about the movie, mm-hmm. and Which is just hard. when 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 there was something alluded to, you'd be like, oh, so that's what they did there. You had to you you can't go in there with the movie in your head, yeah. And it's very rare for them to really do something where you're like, I get where they alluded to this because it's so off rails. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like even the the beginning shot, uh, you know, of the movie again, extremely iconic. The book is not like that. That's that doesn't happen. That did not happen in the book, and it's just like sharks swimming around, and it, it's almost like you you read the book, you feel like you're watching just a National Geographic, 
you know, Shark Week, and it's like, oh, there's shark attack, and you know, the little kids in it, then he dies like the, like he does in the movie. That's the only thing I was like, well, that's correct, but it's more graphical, obviously. So they get detailed of like you see like they're watching him get eaten, and you're like, yeah, all right, that's pretty good. But then it gets too dramatic. That whole love story thing really really takes control of that book i'd say in the middle towards getting to that final them getting on the boat to go out there to the point yeah. that when hooper he dies in the book yeah is being killed brody's there and he sees the shark coming and doesn't say nothing because he's like oh, no, shit. sleeping with my wife so peace <laughs> and you're just and i'm reading it and i was like you know it's like it's fucked up but is it fucked up because like you know he knows that's his wife he knows yeah. what he was doing and now there's a shark that's going to kill him and brody's like See, and, and so, and if you think about it, that subplot would have been too much to put into the movie. Oh, that, and the movie would have been like four hours long. <laughs> yeah, they would have been like, what the fuck is this? No, we want shark. And the, again, how they market it is like, we only care about the shark. They don't care about all the extra stuff. That's right. But a lot of these books, they, they have time because it's, it's a book. You have yeah. time to lay out all those extra plots. And that's, that's the main issue I just have with a lot of the adaptations is that there's things I like. There's actually subplots I like that you can never, you never, they don't transfer over and sometimes they just hurt the movie because a lot of those subplots are important for the films right yeah no absolutely i do agree but i will say if um if anybody wants to read a book based on a movie not only is the movie i know it's like a, you know it's literally number two for me it's technically number one even though my number one is, is cool runnings but you know <laughs> it's it, they flip-flop mostly but jaws is a real legitimate movie First yeah. ever summer blockbusters. I always consider it one of the best movies because of how it's made, how it's not just one type of genre. It's like four different ones in, in an entire movie. Um, obviously, the background, the problems that they had with the shark led to the way the movie was, which we mentioned on Predator. Yes, um, and um, so, yeah, it's definitely a book to check out. Just don't think you're going to be reading about sharks that much. He's kind of just there. <laughs> He's just there. But thank right. you, Mr. A-Town. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your substitute for today. You did a good job. The kids paid attention. I got great reports. Good. I may have you come back another time. Oh, dude, I would I, definitely... I still get paid, though, but, you know, you can come through. You get half a check. Oh, all right. I'll take that. I do have another shark book I'd like to, <laughs> actually. Oh, I, and and that, I think I know what it is. And that one is... Um, Way better than the movie, but yeah, well, I'm sure next time I come on, I will bring that for you, because um, like I said, I own that one. I have two copies of it, um, because I have I have the regular book and then like the thick one, like the hard case cover, which is great. But you know, after we always go to school, we got to do our homework, and and before you do your homework, mistake, you have to check your email. Yeah. Did yes, you yes. get an email? I did not get an email. I don't know what is up with. And you know what? I just, I guess after the last time, he's like, he, he likes you better. I guess so. I don't understand why, because we shit on him, too. And I, I've been getting on him pretty lately <laughs> as well. And, of course, you guys know who we're talking about. We're talking about our buddy Kyle. Kyle from Yazoo yeah, City, Mississippi. Yes, Kyle sent us an email. This is what he had to say on our last week episode when we spoke Predator. Dear Alex and Tommy, I have good news. Okay. I decided to pack up and move in with my grandma and come to Brooklyn, New York. What? What? Sure, I'm moving from basement to basement, <laughs> but at least I'll be able to meet some cool new people and see some cool new things. I might even go by my real name and not my middle name. 
So Kyle is the middle name. Kyle is the middle name. Yeah. Ah. If you guys want to know, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I thought Predator was a phenomenal movie. Great action. The movie did a great job showing his abilities from tracking, cloaking, to being able to tend to his injuries. He had everything he needed on his person. <laughs> that, I just, just reading it, it was like, huh. I, but I get, I get what he's saying. The true predator. The way he would kill people and dismember them was awesome. He, as in the predator, always had the higher ground. Definitely helped his cause. Picking them off one by one throughout the movie was perfect. As he got down to the last champion and got bested by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mimicking, ah. mimicking, <laughs> mimicking Duke's laugh was great. I really enjoyed this movie and look forward to the sequels. Your friend, Marcus Kyle Jacob. Wow, so his name is Marcus. His name nah. is Marcus, not Kyle. So Kyle is actually his middle name. Ah. Interesting. So he lives in Brooklyn now. He, I guess he would be moving now here. Uh. So you would think he'll be here maybe in, I guess, a week to two weeks. That means we could get Kyle on the show. Get Kyle on. We could put Kyle on the show. I mean, I think we should still call him Kyle. No, I'm calling him Kyle. We're going to no. call him Kyle, even though he's, you know, he's saying that that's just his middle name. But he was yeah. calling himself Kyle. I get it. I understand. You know, it's you're in the this world that you don't want everybody to know your full name, which, by the way, um, Kyle, Marcus, Kyle, Jacob, everybody now knows. <laughs> exactly. Complete full they name. They Google you, you now, buddy. And know where you're coming. They know where you were and where you're coming from. They're going to find your social out. Sorry, bud. Um, <laughs> but thank you, Kyle. He obviously really enjoyed Predator. Which is great to know because we all enjoyed Predator. Of course. We had a good time with it. But before we get into the nitty of the gritty, because I know everybody's waiting and they want to talk about it and they want to dance too. I threw it out there. I just want to let you know that this is being brought to you by Second Rounds Entertainment. Where as Mr. A-Town Ryan knows, this round of entertainment... Is always on us, baby. Yes, sir. And right before we go ahead and get into that nitty gritty, we got a special commercial just for you hey yeah you yeah you listening right now i think you know what time it is that's right it's movie trivia time today's question will be on the specific movie we are discussing on this episode if you think you got the right answer contact us on instagram or facebook at growing up with movies and tell us your answer Keep in mind, the movie theme basket is not on the line in this episode. Are you ready? Here we go. According to John, what is the most important thing to remember in lips? Again, according to Johnny, what is the most important thing to remember in lifts. Thank you so much for tuning in to Growing Up With Movies, where growing up has its benefits. My name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh So Smooth, and I'll see you at the movies.
Alrighty then, there we go. That was a, uh, you know what? I wouldn't say this one is a tough question. I don't think it's that tough if you paid attention to the movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just, yeah, sorry. Well, let's get into it. Yes. Let's do it. 1987. We're still in there. This is the eighth screening. We are almost finished. We are almost done. Almost four more to go. Four more to go. And well, yeah, four more to go because and we already know, obviously, our next one coming out. We know our next one. And we know the final one that's coming out. We know the next and the final, so that so there's two movies that we, we have no discuss. idea what we're going to cover. Yeah, we don't know what's what's going to be covered, right. but right now we are covering Dirty Dancing. Yay! That's right. Dirty Dancing stars Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, and Jerry Orbach. Uh, rest in peace, Patrick Swayze, as well as Jerry Orbach. Um, oh yeah. All three, uh, two. Well, I'm gonna let me say two two phenomenal actors. Boy, I like Jerry Jennifer Grey too. From, I knew Jerry Orbach, of course, from Law and Order. Yes. That's my first introduction to him. And Patrick Swayze is Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze is Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze's introduction for me is from another movie. And I had to look at the date for that next movie. It's in 1990. And I can't wait till we talk about that one. I think I know what you're talking about, too. Oh, my darling. We'll get to that. We'll get there. We will get there. That's like a theme for a lot of everything we talk about. We'll get there. Yes, (laughs) it it is. It's it's actually true. And if you guys go onto our IG page, if you notice, we're doing this new thing that every day we mention what was released on this day. And we always tend to put in the comments, oh, we'll get there. (laughs) Because we will get there. Trust me, we'll always get there. This movie is directed by Emil Ardolino. So, um, I... uh, well, he before this, the only move thing he did was like he won an Oscar for doing a documentary. Okay, he had no. This was his first feature film, okay. and first the way he found it, it was it was a lot. It was crazy, but yeah, this is his first feature film. He won an Oscar because they couldn't get a director. I know uh, one of the thing about this movie is that it was very a bunch of studios through that past this. Yes, MGM, Paramount, all the big move, movie studios said no. It took a low rent, Veristone Pictures. I, I'm getting, I might be getting the name wrong, but it took a low rent uh, company that never did a movie before, ne- and, and not just a feature, just any movie production period, never did it before, and it took them to finally um, say, "All right, we'll take a shot on it." Yeah, because a lot of the thing was mainly the name is what threw a lot of people off. About well, yes, because you hear dirty dancing and you're like, Oh, it's gotta be a porno. It's a porno. <laughs> it's, and it's not, it's, it gets a little hot and heavy in there, but that's kind of the point of what the movie really is. And I, no, I'm not going to even say it's the point with the movie is because the movie has many different points and oh, many yeah. different like, um, life yeah. lessons, message messages there's so many messages in this damn movie um and the tagline funny enough for this movie was first dance first love the time of your life look at that shit we'll get oh oh we'll get there we'll get there but let's talk about this movie mr a-town so we know jennifer gray she plays baby or francis yeah you you so you hit me up while you were watching it and you were saying you love you some jennifer gray oh god i I didn't because when I was younger and I first saw this, I again this is I'm young now and I'm watching. I'm like, who is that? Like, huh? and as I got older, my taste of why I loved her evolved. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and now it's like to the point where I'm like, first I had to check her age. I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, she was older than she, and she was playing. In yeah, the, I think she, she was like ten years yeah. older. But she was 18, 19 in the movie, so I'm like, okay, I'm good. 
Yeah. But it's goddamn that body. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Je- oh my God. The, oh, that body. Like, that body oh. is on fire. Fuego. And yeah. I always, you know, I like my big booties and my thing. Yeah. But, it, but tight. <laughs> yeah. Tight. Very tight. And I'm like, yo, the tits, you might as well had no bra on because I'm. Yeah, there's not there. It was, it was, you saw everything. Yeah, literally. Everything. And I'm just the dancing. Her sen- you know what I realized is her sensuality as the movie kept going. Mm-hmm. Like, it's first innocent. Ah, look at me. I like that. But then she really gets into it. And then it's like, by the time they get to the baby scene, the song, you know. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah so, oh, my God. But Jennifer, great. Mwah. It, it Even is. Now. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like 60 now and she looks great. <clears throat> she looks absolutely fantastic. Um, so she and her sister and her parents go up to the Catskills. This is taking place. It's supposed to take place in technically upstate New York in the Catskills. Um, yeah. Funny enough, I found out it's actually filmed in Virginia. Two places, Virginia and North, North Carolina. Carolina, right? Yep. Yep. Yes. So the, the club is Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the barracks where the like the dance, the workers and everyone, that's North Carolina. Yeah. Which is funny because it's supposed to be like, you know, right across, right next to it. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that's wow. Imagine filming that, having fun doing that shit. So they go up there and, you know, as you mentioned, she's very timid, you know, very timid type of girl. You know, she's got the rich, the rich families. That's all that's pretty much up there. I mean, it's the Catskills, so it makes sense. Everyone's rich. And then she sees herself some Patrick Swayze getting down and dirty with Penny on the dance floor. And he was getting down dirty. And, and it's funny because I'm watching it because this here's the thing about this movie that uh, it's funny. A lot of people wouldn't know unless well they've seen enough, but they tend to forget this soap takes place in the 60s. 63, correct. Yeah, 1963. So that's why a lot of the music is old. It's nothing new except for the last song. That's yeah. the only song that's it was, original, that's modern. It, yeah, it was made for the movie. A lot of songs, a lot of doo-wops and all the old stuff. So when you hear those music back then, you think, like the Fox Trot, not the Fox, whatever they were doing, like the doo-wops, the thing. Uh-huh. It was never made for dirty dancing. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. But when you show the dirty dancing, and funny, I'm, my family's from the West Indies. I'm a West Indian. So that's our culture. So when I'm watching the dirty dancing, there's nothing, that's like, oh, that's grinding. It's grinding. They, yeah. could, they could literally take those scenes, because funny enough, though, a lot of the scenes... And when they filmed, no music. A lot of right. the music they had for the movie, they didn't, they didn't get till after later on, like through filming. Correct. So all of that with no music, they could literally take most West Indian reggae songs, put it to that, mm. and it's and it fits because it's just the grinding, the winding, the straight app might as well be fucking type of music. Yes. And they're dancing into doo-wop records. Do you love me? Oh, That's come on, love that song. To be grinding to that song, but this movie says, "Oh yes, you can." Who yeah. says it? <laughs> I think that's one thing about this movie because you know the soundtrack is fantastic, Mwah, amazing. It and you know we we've touched on very little soundtracks. I mean, it's crazy because in the eighties you would think a lot of soundtracks, a lot of good songs come out, which is true. But it's mostly like one per movie. They have yeah. their hit. Not this one. Not only does it go back, it gives you 
the older type of music because it took place in the sixties. They gave you a little a lot of seventies type of music too. Yeah. But the soundtrack to this is hit after hit. It's got multiple Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons songs on here. Yes, all day I'm okay with that. I mean the. Do You Love Me is a fantastic song because uh, by the contours. Yeah, but I love the contours too. But this is their big hit. Like this is what they're really known for. But yeah. when she goes up there and they walk into it and you just see everybody just, just freaking just grinding on it. At it. And they're just going to town on the simplest song ever. But now when you hear that song, you're just like you your hips start going. Your hips yeah. start you start dirty dancing because it's that oh man. I really love that song. And it's funny because at, to the music, like the Ride Elijah Berg scene, and one thing she said is that the movie needed every song that's in this movie. She fought for, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why when I said when they were filming, they didn't have it because she would not settle for anything but the song she wanted. Right. So every song she chose. She said had to fit because it fit her story of what she wanted the story for. It's not like, okay, plug and play. Only one song we will get to where they literally chose it at the last minute. Right. And we'll get to that when they, when we get, talk about it. But everything else was planned for the movie. She wanted these songs and she would not budge. She's like, I need these songs. Find a way to get the rights. You would think it would be easy, but back then she's like, no. We will we will play with nothing. They they said they would use alternate tracks just as a placeholder, and sometimes they'd use a metronome so it could keep in time with the songs that they wanted. Right. But other than that, she's like, nope, I want those songs for the movie. Don't put in anything else but what I wanted. No, and and what a lot of people may not know about actually when it comes to this movie is it's based on real events. Now, the person that technically wrote it, it's Eleanor Bergstein. Yeah, yeah, she. She wasn't baby, but she was at a camp, I think, or maybe she, no. It was either she was at a camp or she went to like something like that with so, the Catskills. So what it is, it. is her her name was Baby. Her name was Baby. Her name was Baby, and well, a lot of it people think it was like of the regular. She did used to go up to the Catskills. She okay. would go to the camp, and the only thing that where the thing is that she said, "Yeah, I would leave and go do dirty dancing." And she's like, I, she was a, she's like, I was a really good dirty dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and she made Jennifer Grey even a better one. Oh my god! Because oh. Jennifer Grey was great. I mean, don't get me wrong; I liked Penny too. She was yes. she could get down and dirty. But the one thing that I really do love about this movie is that at that moment, you're thinking like this is going to be like um, a you got served kind of film. Like if you've never seen Dirty yeah, Dancing, yeah. you're like, oh, it's going to be you got served. They're going to have their dance people, and there's going to be the rich white boys with their dance people, and they're going to do op with each other. Nope, no, no, no. This nope. movie's going to get actual drama yes, <laughs> and that's serious. What I- like, yeah, I'm like, because I'm watching, because again, I'm watching many times, but as you get old, yeah. and I'm watching, I'm like, oh no, this shit had a story. Yes. Not only had a story, it had a message. It's just the dancing was part of that, actually. Because right. even with her working with him, was based off Penny getting knocked up. She got knocked up, correct. Trying to get an abortion, and it's like, I can't, she couldn't do it because now he's like, we have this contest. How are we going to do it? She's like, I'll, f-. and Jennifer Grace character, baby, or Francis. <laughs> yes, Francis is her <laughs> real name. She's like, I'll do it. And, and Pat's like, you can't learn it in time. It's like, and that's what it is. It's about them coming together. It's like, we have to learn this for this competition. It, it, right. They they came together not out of love or attraction, which you would think, oh, that's how they, it was out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And through the practice, that's when they slowly, like, reach out to each other but yeah that's why because even and but when i like when you talk about like the message of the story and the drama of the upper class and the lower class and and in between even in the dancing it represents that because like yes. they have they have the scene where they're doing like the rich people they're doing the, the trot 
and the waltz and they're doing the little bougie corny ass dances mm -hmm. but then you go to the gritty to the real cop people the blue collar people and they're just getting down oh, and then yeah. you have the middle with Swayze and Penny where they're just doing the, the mambo and the, they can the do, mamba they can do both they can hit both sides yeah, and, and you see anytime like the scene when they think and you see them really almost get into the dirty dancing and the guy looks at them like the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, oh, um, yeah. Like like the the messages in this film was so real and that was what it was I was like, wow, this is a good ass movie. <laughs> it really is too. I mean, the, the acting I think is great. And you know, the ladies, they love themselves. And Patrick Swayze, he's got his shirt off half the time in this movie. If not, he has a shirt on with him showing his chest half the time in this movie. But you got to give Patrick Swayze credit, man. The man could dance. The man could act. The man was pretty fit. I'll give him a lot of credit. He's But he's pretty much fit his whole entire life, you know, <laughs> until sadly. But... The one thing that I really love is like, even like you mentioned it, the story really kicks off when Penny gets pregnant. Yeah. And they don't know, they can't do this. This, it was, what was it? Was it like a, it wasn't a competition. It was, it was like a, it was like a job basically. Like yeah. A, like ex, a showcase type of thing where it's a job. It was a gig. Right. It was a gig. But it was pretty much a gig and they had to show, but if they do good, they could get more gigs because they need the money. The they money. Need right. Basically, especially with him, he needs to keep work because he doesn't want to do. The blue collar work, the that union, his pops, right? Uncle has for him. The union was one, two, seven painters. It was a painters like, union. Like, yeah, it's like this is what I'm good at, and I want to still do this. I don't want to do that because then I give up on whatever I want to be. Right, and that's like when they have to go to Jennifer Gray. Like she's saying that she can do it, and Swayze says no because he looks at her like you're the upper class people. You don't get it. You don't know how we do this, and you mentioned it. You mentioned the training yeah. scenes. Those scenes are great, and Let's talk about Hungry Eyes there, which is played during their Dude. training. And oh, my God. A great, another one, great song utilizing in this scene. I love it. It's so great. It's so funny. And um, I don't know if you know, but the one scene when he's, she has to, like, she's, like, leaning on him. And it's the scene in the poster when he has yeah. to, like, rub up the arm and she yeah. keeps laughing. So that was actually real. She kept laughing because yes. he was tickling her. Yeah. And he was, if you notice his face where he's getting angry, that's legit Patrick Swayze yeah. just getting pissed yeah. off. So the I was going to allude to that overall because one thing about this movie, they did not like each other. Yes, they did not. Throughout this whole film because I guess they did Red Dawn Red before Dawn. that. Uh, and that's, and that's a factual fact. That's a factual fact. Mm -hmm. I, I, you were probably going to get into that yeah. when you went through. But yeah, they did not like each other throughout the whole movie. So the story about that scene is that one night she had low blood sugar. She was getting exhausted. And anytime he would do that, she would laugh. Mm -hmm. And he was legitimately getting pissed off. Yeah, he was and angry. the director was like, leave it. Yeah. Because it works. It does. And they said, like, any and under any director, it, this movie probably would have been true. But he knew how to get them, like, all their scenes, that extra passion was anger. They didn't like each other. Yeah. But he was able to bring that out in them, and that you see it in the performance. Yeah, and it, that it shows it works. The, yeah, the one part with the hungry eyes is when he's dancing with her, and then they had Penny behind him. Oh, I love that I'm scene. I'm like, so is this about to be a threesome? Yes. 
Cause she's looking at him and he's, I'm like, this shit is like, they need a room. Well, they have a room, but like, are we supposed to be watching this? Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's why the song works really well because it's hungry eyes. Yes. You know, look at you and you're like, oh wow. Like, and you watch it too. And you, and I do love that scene. I love the scene, like, especially when Patrick Swayze is sitting down and you have Penny and you have baby and they're dancing and all you see is their ankles, like, the ankle to the high of their yeah. legs going to the knee and they're just going back and forth. It's like, you gotta try to guess who's who. Cause Jen, yes. Jen is a huge fan of this movie. Okay. She was yeah. repeating the freaking words during the whole damn fucking movie. <laughs> okay. Did not, and not even looking at the TV, she just looks at me and starts saying the damn words, looks at TV, gets back into the next word. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. You're a fan. And she's like, no, you have no idea. This movie is fantastic. I've seen it so many damn times. She was singing it's the like song. She gets it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like us watching one of the movies that we we love to watch. You know, like Cool Runnings. I'll sit there and I'll go through the whole thing. I'll play every character if I got to. Huh? Jen is Jennifer Grey, Patrick Swayze. You know, all these characters in this movie, and it's funny. It's funny to watch, and I'll get into more what she does as as we continue on through the movie because it, it gets funnier as time goes on. Um, but then they do their dance number. Yes, and I got to be honest with you. I didn't like the way Jennifer Grey was looking in this scene. I, I think the makeup was too much. Yeah, well, they comment on that later when they go back and they find, like, after the, that performance and they go back and you see what happened with Penny, mm-hmm. they kind of have him, the father, comment, like, yo, get that off your face. You look ridiculous. Yeah, like your, so your, I think your mother That's what I was going to tell you. I was like, I think that was purposely done. Like, you're doing too much. That's not you. Right. That's, I think that was purposely done. Why she looked like that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the way she looked in it. And of course, the biggest deal of that dance number is that she doesn't do the lift. Lift. The biggest thing is to do the lift. They practice the lift. They go on that bar, and that's where he mentions one of the biggest things when it comes to doing a lift is balance. So they do the lift in the water where you think and then she falls over. Yes, which is hilarious. And we see some titties in that as well. Um and full f- and it's there. Like it's just it's like hey, don't I'm even like, don't hide it. There it is. We see it. And um she does yeah, so she's doing the, the lift there, but she won't do it on the stage because she's nervous. She yeah. I'm she doesn't want to fall. I'm that's why I'm gonna assume but then, she doesn't but then fall. you realize that's a story element. Yes. The power trust. of the lift. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's trust. And at that point, there's very little trust because she it's she pretty much is infatuated with him. She likes him like she really yeah. likes him. And he's at that moment is kind of like, eh. but my favorite is, though, is when they're in the car and they're coming back and he's he's, you know, he's telling you, you did a good job. You know, uh, you were fine. Good work on it. Yeah. And she's just like, well, I didn't do the lift. And she's changing. And he kind of looks in the, the rear uh-huh. view and he's just staring and he looks a little up more. And I'm like, creep. But creep. we would all do it. <laughs> To is Jennifer Gray. Yeah, right? we would have been like, oh, that, that, I would have been like, oh shit, oh sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. I got to keep my eyes on the fucking road. <laughs> nice legs, by the way. You know, and just uh, um, I I thought that was funny, and that's the one thing I will say about this movie is it has those scenes that like it flows correctly. You know, like yeah. sometimes you you'll be in like one scene and then you kind of just drift away, and it's like, wait, you, like if you blink, you'd be like, wait, what? Where did I just go? Why did I just go here? But this movie has a good flow to it, to where the mm-hmm. scenes are making sense. Like when you finally get to her talking to her dad, you know, the, when obviously when Penny tries to do the abortion, it, it was a butcher. He and it was a, yeah, like and shit. Freaking mess story. They said he had a dirty knife and all this stuff. Yeah, oh she had to get God. her father to come in and now, like, you know, help her out. And he's, and obviously he's pissed off. 
Because he realized, oh, this is what you use my money for. Exactly. So I get why he's angry. Yeah. Because you're like, you, you lied, and this is what you used it for? Like, you, you know, come on. Come on. And so I get where he's coming from. But then when we continue on, and then he see, he, notice, he knows that, you know, they're together. They have a thing together because she ends up confessing. Yeah. And he's angry about that because in the yeah. long run, she's been lying to him that whole time. Yeah. And he's like, that's not my baby. My girl. But then it's also, it's the classic daddy. Though. Like, my girl's innocent. She would never do like what like because but he told her like I don't want you I think that's what hurt him more that he said I don't want you associating with these people yeah I want you to say again. these people you know and because that's and that's when I went, are we jumping well let me see after okay she has Bet Butcher yeah well that's then they have the talk where he's like yo I can't be your father he did a great thing and that's when okay then the love comes out mm-hmm. and then you see all right they get closer and of course the sex scene but it's not a sex scene why it's just a it's and a, I, it's, I, a again, light. it's with the dancing. That it's the oh, the, and the, the well, they start dancing and then yeah. they get there because then we just focus on a light, <laughs> like yes. the Chinese light, just kind of sitting there, and you're just like, nope. Aha, uh-huh. was it a red light? Because if you get it, red light special, uh-huh. it was, it was a red light, uh huh, red it, light special, aha, uh-huh. it was, and they were dancing, and then it turned into some dirty dancing, really. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they got very down and dirty in this one, and then they just got dirty, and then it, and it got dirty, and it got dirty multiple times, by the way. Oh, because multiple, because <laughs> there's multiple <laughs> scenes they waking up in just bed, they're in bed, and he and like he's like, oh well, I'm out here, you know, I have sex with these women, mm-hmm. and they're just using me, and no, she's like, oh well, she's like, oh well, you're using them. He's like, no, 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 they're using me. Mm-hmm. They're using me. They 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 put like, their their room keys like multiple times in my pocket. And like that's good because the whole time you're thinking he's the playboy, cool. Because that's how they first portray him. Like he's the cool playboy. Yeah. And then as the movie goes, you see, no, he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just a guy just trying to make it, trying to just live his life. He's not the the thing he. That's because that's when he tells her like, yo, this is the first time I've done it with someone I love. Like I, someone I, I care about. Before it was just it was just I'm just a piece of meat. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then she's just falling in love. She's yeah, by this she point, is. she's like, I love him. She's got the hard eyes, but blungo, blungo, blungo. She's she is lost in her. She is lost in Swayze, and she, she is dickmatized. Yeah, <laughs> she sways the ties. <laughs> she's dick sways the ties. Um, but she, the one thing too that I that I like work. What comes next is so he ends up obviously getting fired because they find out that she was with him the whole time because they thought he was stealing. Yeah, they thought he was stealing, and but she had to not. admit to him. She had to basically, the only way she could have helped him is that she had to, say I was she there. was his alibi. She's yeah. like, yeah, he was with me. Right. And she had to say it to the father, and then they realized, okay, so he gets, but we we skipped hunk. We hit, um, baby. Oh, we did. I did skip we that did part. Skip I'm that sorry. Part. I'm sorry. Sweet, Yo, that's, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh, what a, oh, Jennifer Grey, you sexy. Because I would have been him. Because he, they're trying to, da- and she's making fun of him. Like, well, this is how you used to do with me. Yep. This is my dancing space. I'm like, it's so, it's the flirtation. The spaghetti arms, spaghetti yeah. arms, and he's just kind of leaning down and he's kind of moving. <laughs> but yeah, that's what he was thinking too. He's just like, I just want, I just want to get down dirty with you. Come on, stop this! Don't push me away. Let me get close. Like, hey, hey, uh, what's it? What was it? Hey, Sylvia. Hey, that's the name of the song. Oh, he's like, hey, Sylvia. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. What do you call your lover boy? Yeah, yeah. Come here, <laughs> boy. And if he doesn't answer, come here, lover boy. And if he still doesn't answer, baby. <laughs> Love is Strange. That's the name of the song. Love is Strange. That scene always fucks with me because of fucking How I Met Your Mother. 
with fucking Barney when they superimpose Barney's head on Patrick's face. Yes, I love that. That's by, hilarious, by the way. <laughs> they did it so like so every time I see it, I'm like, God damn it, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when at that point they're getting in then that's when Neil comes in. Neil comes yeah, he's an he's, ass. I don't like Neil. He's an ass. The dick. Yeah, he's like, but Oh, he's running the talent show. I always say in every movie, there's always a hater. And it's funny because, again, one thing about this movie, it subverts expectations. The same way I said you thought Patrick Swayze was the suave playboy. Mm -hmm. You, Penny, his friend, she was going to be the the hater, the jealous girl that's going to go against their love. Turns out that it was not it at all. No. It's usually that. That's usually the case. Oh, it's the the blonde. The blonde. She hates her. Yeah. Can't stand. Nope. They are friends. They are close. Yep. The only closest thing she gets is just to warn Johnny, be careful. Yeah. Because it, 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 this can come back and bite you. But it's never on some, he used to be mine. No, she's a woman. And that's, but you know, it's funny because you know why this woman was, writ, was written by a woman and produced by a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is, this was a, hev- and that's part of the reason why a lot of studios turned it down because it wasn't, as we've seen, as we reviewed other movies before this, yeah. it wasn't macho man. Uh, movie. It's a women film by movie and written in such a way that they purposely did not do those tropes. Yes. Because they, they didn't want to see this thing. So that's why and even the Neil part, he's kind of a dick, but he's not really he's never really a threat. No, he's not a threat at all. He's more like I'm gonna tell my daddy on you kind of threat. I'm gonna tell my daddy and get you fired. And that's that's the closest to the hater is Hate, but there's always a hater in these movies, and he was the, hate, the yeah, hater. Yeah, he was the hater in in the long run. This, I mean, because this movie, honestly, it is the ultimate chick flick. I would consider Very this much. the ultimate. And there's 16, can't you know? There's there's plenty of other movies too, but this I consider the ultimate chick flick. Even the dudes is like, yeah, hell yeah, be watching this. Where the dude would probably pick this as a chick flick more than the women. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. Definitely. But I would say the dude would pick this. Be like the girl would be like, "Oh, you want to watch Dirty Dancing?" And the guy would be like, "Yes, I do," because you're gonna see some Swayze, and you're gonna get happy. I'm gonna see some Jennifer Grey, and I'm gonna get happy, and I'm gonna put on some. You know, there's gonna be a certain song that I'm gonna put on after this, and I'm gonna do the lift, and um, you're gonna land on the bed, and then. Do you love me? And and then the you can play the. Seriously, you can use this soundtrack for life. And oh, so let's get to what now. All right. So he gets fired. He gets Andy fired. Fonce. So he was going to leave. He even went to Jerry Orbach, the father, and said, look, uh, you, you, you're you treating your daughter away. He's like, you don't know me. No, no, no. You know, all that bullshit. He's like a dad. Like a dad. Yeah. And then later on, the father finds out, oh, shit, he wasn't him. Mm-hmm. It was the, the the person he viewed as the good guy, good girl guy for the for his daughter. Right. Turns out to be the asshole. Another thing, subverting the expectations, especially right. when it comes to class, who you think is good. And like when she had the scene with her, the conversation with her and her father, I, I was like, whoo. Touching. Because he's like, yes, I lied to you, but you lied to me, daddy. Because you said I can appeal to anybody, treat anybody the same, and that that's good. But you didn't mean that. You just said that as like as mouth service. Mm-hmm. You really want me to be this type of guy, have this type of job, live this type of job. You wasn't true to the lessons that you taught me. And I was like, "Woo!" God, he, he cries. That's when Jerry Arback <laughs> cries. All they needed was Keenan Ivy Wayne to just come out of nowhere. Message. <laughs> perfect. It and would it was, be perfect for him to do and it. Like you could see Jerry. Like he was near tears. He was like, mm-hmm. "Great acting." Like, 
Oh my god! And that that scene got me. Oh my god! It is. It's really. It's it's a touching scene. But now we're gonna get into that scene that really gets everyone. It's the talent show. Well, at this point, it's the end of the talent show. They're all there. They're getting ready to um, say their good night. So they they're having this little song that they're singing about everything, and Jennifer Grey is technically. Sitting by a column. Sitting by a column in a corner right. <laughs> between the column and the wall with her it's mommy and her daddy. Little quote it's, a, it's, a, it's a very little corner, but there's a big column there, and then there's the there's the wall right here. And he is she's right sitting there in the corner, my, with her dad on one side and her mom on the other side. And here comes Swayze. Leather jacket and all walking on up to her. Doesn't even blink and says the famous line, no one puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. So here's the thing about that line, because so because I, you know, I looked up. So both the writer and Swayze hated that line later on. Yes, Swayze hates that line. He hates because it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like, you know, sometimes when you deliver a line, there's something like before that lead alluding to it. Um, like giving some, there's nothing leading up for him saying that line. He just goes, he looks and says, nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah. It's not like he, there was an allusion to him saying something like that. So when he delivers it, it's like, yeah, that's what this, it's just, you so tell him Johnny, <laughs> nobody it's puts baby in the corner. What? <laughs> Bro, she's just sitting down. Just relax. She's she, in a chair. She, she just wants to sit with a, like, relax, dude. But then they go up. So. I want to talk about the song because you want to talk about that song. That's the thing about the song. Now I said all the music that uh, Eleanor, the writer, she wanted for that movie. She, she, she got, yeah. they wanted a mix of original songs. So they had a yes. couple of original songs when they got to that part. Cause there's a song that Swayze sung and did for himself. They also put in the movie. Yes. Uh, she's like the wind. She's like the wind. that's a Patrick Swayze song. Yes. So when we got to this last finale song, they didn't have the song, dude. They did, they, they did not have it. So they, so, wait, they, had they a, so they didn't have. So the song currently playing, as we know, is, is "Time of My Life." Um, this song was not there never, when they did this. I didn't know this. It's not. It was all right when they first started filming. It, they didn't have it. Okay. They said the day of filming, like like I think it was like the second something day, they had a bag of cassettes and they would they were just going through a bunch of songs. This was the very last cassette that they had played. Really, and to the point where they're like. Is this because it's the last cassette or is it that this song just fits? So they chose this the day of filming. So this was never planned. Oh. It just they just happened to work at the in the perfect moment and this is what they practice with for toward for that whole final scene. Wow, I didn't know that. I think it thank God. Yes, woo, cause thank God. I'm getting chills because that scene oh, oh my That scene is so awesome it's so touching it's to a point that you get the chills like you just said you got yeah. the chills knowing now especially that Swayze is no longer with us you watch it and you're like wow she went on dancing with the stars she did she, I don't she didn't dance to this song but they do they end up doing like some sort of the whole the dance but it wasn't Swayze singing they, they had some guy swing yeah song but it's she's like the wind that they danced to and after that she was falling Balling, she was balling in it, and it's crazy because this and this dance number, 
the, everything goes perfect in this whole entire dance number. Not only is the song perfect, but Swayze's on his game. Jennifer Grey is on her game. They do the lift. Yo, and it's funny because through this, one thing about the movie, like with um, with Patrick, he had a like he used to play for and he had a knee injury throughout mm-hmm. the whole filming, so he was in pain a lot of the scenes. That's why he was always intense. This scene, that jump, they said they did that jump fifteen times. Oof. And it wasn't until the last jump, the jump that made the filming, that was his last jump where he's like, look, either we're going to get it or we don't because my knee is gone. So that last jump was him literally <laughs> giving it his all. <laughs> where he's like, I don't got it anymore. This is it. Y'all better get he's it. Like, I'm in hurt. I'm in pain. I'm, 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 in, I'm in fucking pain. <laughs> get this shot. And this was, that was the, what we got in the movie. And you felt it. Yes. He just went up and he just. It's slow motion to just <laughs> boom. You're like yes, <laughs> and you get them. Then, then all the like his buddies and all the, everybody that's dancing with them, they coming oh, on in. Everybody's doing the same moves. Chills, because it's like it's almost like you know what it is. Because again, it's the messaging of the upper class and the lower class. Yes, and what happens is they find that was their validation because they he jumps to them. Notice he leaves her. Yes, walks through the upper class and goes to his people's. Correct, and he is it's like a signal. Look. Let's all do this. So when he turns, I'm sorry, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. So when he, and they start doing it in unison. Yeah, I love it. And it's, like, yes. And, and then, and then they run to her and bring her down. Go to him. And then she runs and they do the lift and it's like, yes. Yes. Like, hey, it, it, you got to think in the theater, they were clapping. Uh, they were definitely they clapping. Got it. Yep. Like they did it. Yeah, she did it. She did it. She came to him. Oh man, it's such a great. It's. I gotta tell you, it is the best scene in the movie to me. That entire ending is top tier perfection every way. Every way. Jen cried. Jen cried when this scene happened. Watching the movie because I know this scene is coming, and I'm just like. Let's just get there. Hurry up. Yeah, I know. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, I know. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah, well, fuck you. We gotta continue. That is, that is, there's many scenes I watch over and over. This scene, mm-hmm. I have so many times on YouTube. Like, that video, it has millions of hits because that is, when you think of Dirty Dancing, you think of Time of My Life. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, Mr. A-Town, I know the people that they're listening right now. They hear it playing in the background when we're talking. We're going to give them a little treat. We're giving them a little treat right now. We're going to let them rock out with this song. I think me and you need to rock out with this song as well. So we're going to raise the bar. We're going to let them hear it out. You guys got a good minute and a half of just rocking out to some dirty dancing.
my God. I think we gave them a treat. That's I, Everybody deserves it. You can't yes. play this song and not, you know, put it up loud. Especially that. That's one of my favorite parts of the song, too. When I get, when the guy, when you just get the, the trumpets are going, the everything's, the band is rocking out. The band's playing great. And then just, no. And you're just like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yes. And it's that moment, that moment when it's time for her to get lifted in the air. And uh-huh. you want to lift yourself in the air, but you can't because you can't pick yourself up in the air by yourself. Um, <laughs> but it, it is such it is such a great freaking song. And that's how the movie ends. Just yeah. everyone when dancing. Everyone together, coming together, just dancing, enjoying themselves. The father went to him and said, look, I, I can admit I'm, well, I was wrong. And then it's just, and they just ride off, just dance together and they just dirt, well, no dirty dancing, regular dancing. No, they were just dancing. But a, but a mix, a mix of just dancing. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were just, but it was that the unis, everybody's dancing. The upper yeah. class, the lower class, the middle class, everybody's dancing. It's just dancing. And that's how the movie, honestly, that's perfect ending for that movie. Yeah. Just dancing. Yeah. To mm-hmm. a great, great song. From an amazing soundtrack, I I really really enjoy this movie so much. But before we get into you know our little breakdowns, we got to get into that factual facts, or as we like to call it, I don't know if you know this, um, but I got a few here. We've actually mentioned um, a lot. We mentioned that we mentioned our own side ones too, um, which is great because that means you know we usually like to stick in maybe four facts, five facts the most. So now you're getting eight facts from all of us because we added all <laughs> those great ones. And uh, honestly, I didn't have some of them, so. It's, it's it's pretty great. Uh, so let's get into some factual facts. Hey, Mr. A-10, I don't know if you know this. Did you know that? Did you know that Patrick Swayze had to convince Jennifer Grey to accept this role? I know you know this. Uh, yeah, the two didn't get along while filming Red Dawn, as we mentioned. Um, so she almost passed on the role until Swayze had to convince her that it would be a mistake if she passed on that role. Because, yeah, because I knew she didn't want him. Well, he already think- had the role. No, she had it first. Well, if Patrick Swayze had to convince her to accept the role. No, it's, all right, so this this is the timeline. What happened was she they wanted she they got her first and they did they they had him but on his resume he didn't have acting. He had no dancing. Yeah. So, so actually what you want to know the final four who it was supposed to be? I actually have it. Well, I don't yeah, have the so, final four, but I have a few names. So the final four where it was Billy Zane. Billy Zane was supposed to be him. Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Gray, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. So they mixed matched. Actually, them all no, you're missing one. Val Kilmer was originally, and this is actually number two. Val Kilmer was originally offered the role. He passed on it. So he, oh, he must. Uh, you should, okay. Go. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil where I got a lot of my facts from. Okay. The movies that made us. Yes. That episode, and it's so when I I'm getting it from the people, the actual the the woman, the the both fem- the female director, the writer, director, and the guy that that took them to the movie. There, so based on what they say, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but no, yeah, I'm just getting my info from online. So, yeah. so when when so based on the way they broke it down, because they showed the audition tapes. Oh so really? They, showed, they actually showed Billy Zane dancing terribly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed Sarah just so they show they mixed them all matched together, but they said. Jennifer Grey and Patrick had the best chemistry, but they originally had passed on Patrick because Patrick had no dancing on his resume. Right. Because of the football injury, he didn't want to be a dancing guy. But they're like, they had to beg. So, but what happened was because of Red Dawn, she was ready to leave. Okay. And then he had to say, look, give me a minute. I will go speak to her. And they spoke for like an hour and a half. 
And that's when she was like, all right, let's put it aside. But of course, throughout the course of the filming, it got worse with them. It got yeah, got tight. <laughs> yeah, and you and you see it while watching it. All right, how about another one for you? Um, did you know, Miss Ray? I don't know if you know this. The film almost went straight to VHS Ooh. because the first screening audience hated it so much that it led the producers to consider skipping the theaters and opting for a direct-to-video release. Now you know. So, but so did they change anything, or they just said fuck it and just decided to put it out anyway? Um, I'm going to assume they just decided to put it out. Because yeah. there's nothing that actually says that it was... Um, yeah, because they didn't change yeah. anything. I don't think they changed I, I, anything. I think the, they were just like... The director probably, maybe the the produ- maybe the maybe producers changed their mind and said, no, get it out. Get it out. Let's get just see out. what happens. What's the worst that can happen? It sucks. And we yeah. just go, all right, skip, and moving on to the next one. And I think a lot of it was because that studio, they was because they were a video company, like a video thing. So that would have been easier for them to do because they were... Yeah. And it must have scared them because they never did a movie before. Right. So they were like, oh, no, the audience don't like it. We don't want to lose money. Turns out that shit, it was a very good idea. They put that shit in the theaters. <laughs> yes, it was a great idea, actually, because this movie did make a lot of money, too. Um, yep. uh, Mr. Agent, I don't know if you know this, uh, that the lift at the very end was not actually rehearsed. Um, this was because Jennifer Grey was actually too scared and refused to practice it beforehand. So lucky <laughs> for her, they nailed it in one take. And honestly, till this day, she has not done that move since. They yeah. they tease it. I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you know this too. If on the um, Dancing with the Stars, yeah. that she's gonna do it, but as she's doing it, the guy that she was with, I forgot his name. I know he's one of like the best dancers Derek, there. Derek Hoff. Derek Hoff. There Derek you go. Hoff, yeah. Um, she runs to him. He lifts her and and lets her go, like a oh. very small lift, and lets her go because she pretty much even said like, if anyone's ever gonna do it, it's gonna be him to lift oh, me like that. No one ever is gonna lift me like that again. Uh, so they do it like he comes in he does this she runs up so it's probably goes, a tribute to him right? yeah it was the tribute but he doesn't lift her yeah he lets so her wait, go a, did it patrick die while she was doing dancing with no the, I, this was like maybe right buff right um maybe like two three months before he, before she, he dies. so she probably already had the gig yeah but then okay because 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 i watched some film like of like a clip of it and it seemed like it just happened his death it, so I know it it's recent. Have, it's it's the definitely the same year. Okay, so it must have been recent where because they did like a. Cause he died in what two thousand and nine, I think. Yeah, is yeah. That, that's when he died. Damn, that is that is crazy. Now you know. Um, and uh, finally, um, the lake scene was filmed in forty degree water because it was filmed in October, so it was <laughs> literally ice cold. I mean, if you look, there's no close ups of them. It's yeah. always far distance because their lips were blue. Uh, also, you saw them nippies was pointing like oh they were dag. Shits was daggers, and this was supposed what? to be in the summertime. Well, not in October. Now you know. Not the way those things was pointing. Oh, oh no, no, they were pointing, and she was showing everything. She was okay with it too. I, I mean, she was definitely cold. Yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> got to be cold. It's that's that's cold, man. Forty degree water. God. You know, yeah, ow, screw that shit. All right, so, of course, after we do this and we do our factual facts, it's time to find out, Mr. A-Town, where were we when this Why? happened? Where were we? This so is August is, 21st, is, August 21st, 1987. June, July, August. Okay, so I was eight months old. I was probably mumbling. Definitely was walking, because I do have video uh, pictures of me walking. Okay. Trying to see where my mom lived at the time. Oh, I wasn't. I wouldn't know where she was living. 
she probably might have been living with my aunt. She had because she just came from Grenada. She was probably living with my aunt. And I think that I do have a picture of me around that time with my little like I had like a little fire truck thing, but I could you could ride it. Okay, like yeah, a, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I had. So yeah. That's what I had. That's what uh, I was doing. I was three months and a week old. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I, I mistake. Three months and a day. <laughs> <laughs> Three months and a day old, and when to see a week, I, I saw the eighty-seven like an idiot, and I saw a seven instead of a one. Um, yeah, so three months and a day. So you got to think, I'm sitting there, you blah, blah 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 blah, and doing a little bit. I'm eating, um, and I'm pooping in my pants. Really, <laughs> I don't know what else you're doing at three months. Maybe maybe <laughs> my hands are doing this, uh, moving a little bit, like I'm trying to wave, but I'm not getting anywhere. And my mom's yelling at me because I'm crying because I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I wanted to throw something else out here before we get into our rating. Um, I was really happy when I saw Wayne Knight in this movie. I forgot to mention Yo, him before. Wayne Knight's I, in this movie. I'm mad we forgot to mention him because he's just there in the video like, the fuck? Yeah, like, oh, shit. You're going to be in Jurassic Park get eaten. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wayne Knight. Was this his first big role then? Well, I mean, it's not a big role, but his first. Oh, I don't know. I think he's he's been around for a bit. Okay. Because this is 87. He definitely had to be around uh, a little bit beforehand. Okay, so it's time to get into our rating. Of course, we do one out of five. Let me tell you what IMDB has it. They have it as a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. So, Mr. A-Town, what do you tell me? One out of five. What are you getting for this movie? Oh, with easily a five. Easily a fucking five. I, I, no, I can't, I can't even be an asshole and be like, 4.5. No. That last scene alone... Even if I was to give it a 4.5, that means that I took away from that last scene mm -hmm. and from time of my life. Yep. Fuck that. This shit is a, a 5, baby. Yeah. Ah, right. I love it. I love that you gave it a 5 because I got to tell you, um, if it wasn't for the last scene, yeah. I would give it a 4, 4.5. Yeah. Because of the last scene... It gets a 5.5, but I can't give it a 5.5. You can't go higher than 5. So yeah, it has yeah. to give it a 5. That's right. I'm going to give it a 5 as well. Because um, this movie... Now, here's the thing when it comes to me. Um, I was never the biggest fan of this movie. You know, I never. I was never like, oh my God, I want to watch Dirty Dancing. Like, I enjoyed the soundtrack more than the movie. But as you get older, you get to appreciate more and you understand more. And, you know, you it's not just, oh, oh I like the songs and that's my favorite dance part. Because, yeah. like I said, that ending scene could be its own television show and I'd watch it over and over again. <laughs> I still watch it over. I have this shit saved on my... Because here's, here's much, how much I love this scene. I watched the movie, finished the movie. Then I went on YouTube, watched the scene and read the comments with everyone else. Like, And we all feel the same way. Yeah, way. everybody loves it. That's There's not... You name me one person everybody out there that's listening right now or even watching if you don't like that scene i want you to tell us why yeah. why you don't like it you will be on our next next episode yes because we will we're gonna get you bad and kyle yes. kyle marcus oh. kyle jacob you you better like that scene let's put it this way I can find where he lives. Yes. I can get to Kyle. Yeah. And if Kyle does not love this scene as much as we do, yep. Kyle's going to get got. Kyle. You will not see any more emails from Kyle. <laughs> He's going to learn how Brooklyn works very fast. He, he will get a Brooklyn welcome in the worst way. <laughs> That uh, is perfect. Well, that's it. That is Dirty Dancing. That is our eighth screening. Getting excited because we're almost done with 87. And then obviously we'll move on to 89. So it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say sayonara. So we'll start with Mr. A-Town. Ryan, say goodbye to the people. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is once again Alex A. Town Ryan. And, you know, I, I caught this movie at the right time. Meaning, of course, I've seen it many times. But re-watching it and watching that scene and all the different things, it, I'm already in a great mood. So watching it in this mood and watching that scene of everything coming together, it filled me with more hot happiness than I can than I can say. And it it just, I'm just, I'm ecstatic. I love this movie. I gave it a five for a reason. Growing up, now as old as I am, seeing it the way it is, it just it just works. And yeah, I love it. And this was a great pick. Shout out. To, oh, by the way, speaking of France, ironically, as we said, we've mentioned about we Francis. Yes. Shout out to Francis. I know she's going through a tough time. So we're not going to really put a business out there like yeah. that. But Francis, thank you for picking this movie. Yes. We would have loved to have you on to talk about it. Absolutely. It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. It would have worked out great for her. But sadly, yeah, sad things do happen to people in this world. And we hope that you're doing great. We wish you the best. Shout out to you, Francis. Thank you for picking this movie. We know this movie made us happy. You said it's your favorite movie. I hope at some point you watch this movie to make yourself feel good. Hell yeah, 100%. you deserve it. This is a good movie. It is. It really is a great movie. Uh, thank you, Mr. Aitam. My name is Tommy James A.K. Mr. Ozo Smooth. And uh, again, this was a great pick. It was a great movie. Um, soundtrack is so fucking good. The soundtrack is so damn good. Um, but for all the listeners and the viewers out there, you can check us out on Instagram at Growing Up With Movies. You can check us out on Twitter because we all put ourselves on the Twitter at Growing Up Movies. And of course, you can look at us. Look at us. Check us out on Facebook, which is Growing Up With Movies. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast. I mean, honestly, anywhere you can listen, anywhere you can find us. There, we're, we're eventually we'll we'll get on uh, Amazon because Amazon does that now. Amazon Music is doing Amazon Podcast, so everyone's doing it. Um, but of course, besides all that, you can also check us out at the second round, second rounds entertainment. Because as Mister A Town Ryan knows, this round of entertainment is always on us, baby. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. I know the movie, Mr. A-Town. You chose this movie. You know the movie. And to all the people out there, honestly, it's none of your damn business. beginning of a beautiful friendship.